0: Today we're pleased to present a rebroadcast of Nicole Parsons' 2017 Wet Mountain Valley Dry Goods show entitled, How to Fill a Cup. This piece features Willie Quinney and Cheryl Jenkins of Silvercliff Mountain Inn. Just coincidentally, a few days ago, Willie and Cheryl opened up the Silvercliff Mountain Inn to the community for a free Thanksgiving dinner. Thanks to them for that. Now enjoy How to Fill a Cup.
1: It's time for Wet Mountain Valley Dry Goods. True stories told by the local voices that make up the heart and soul of Custer County, Colorado. I'm your host, Nicole Parsons. Making a life on the frontier has never been easy. There always seem to be rough accommodations, limited supplies, bad weather at just the wrong time. Willie and Cheryl came to Silvercliff from Kansas City and quickly found out that setting up shop in a frontier was complicated, even if it's 2013 and you're trying to open a restaurant.
0: The day before we opened, we got uh, a storm moved in. It was about 19 inches of snow. I can remember standing in the, in the window looking towards Tony's Pizza he could barely see the building with the snow blowing. I was thinking to myself, there's no way we can open tomorrow. There's just no way. You know, I'm thinking all this snow on the ground. Money's tight as it is now. I don't we're gonna sit here all day and do nothing. But we walked over one of the girls who worked at that time, and she was our cook. I think she drove a tractor to work that day. She drove a tractor. She comes up here in this big John Deere tractor. And so we ended up opening that morning, and I figured, well, we'll just sit here and see what happens. And pretty soon, here comes some of these guys in these big trucks. You know, we'll pull on up there, got out and came in. People started showing up.
1: Willie Quinney and Cheryl Jenkins had not set out to be pioneers. It all started because they just liked Colorado.
2: We had been coming out here on vacation since the mid-80s. Our dream was to retire in Estes Park, but once we came over that rise, on highway 96 saw those mountains it was all over <laughs> we came out to visit my daughter who had bell's barbecue at the time as a surprise visit and she talked us into looking at the old yoder's restaurant so we made an offer on it lowballing it thinking oh gosh they're never going to accept this Well, we were on the way home and we were in Hayes, Kansas, and Bob Sundaroff called us and says, well, guys, you own a restaurant. And we're going, oh no, what do we do now?
0: And I'm like, "You know, I don't know anything about a restaurant. Uh, We hadn't planned on a restaurant. We had planned on uh, opening up the hotel rooms.
2: Neither one of us had so much as worked at a McDonald's in our entire life.
1: Cheryl had been a graphic designer, and Willie had been a purchasing manager at a printing company. Now, they were the proud owners of the Silver Cliff Mountain Inn. But for as much as they didn't know about running a restaurant, they knew at least one key thing about
0: doing life. The only thing I knew about was I didn't want to treat people like I was treated at my job.
1: Willie told me that he had had bosses in his career who just wanted total control, who had not allowed him to make decisions, good or bad, and that when he did get to make a good decision, well, he wasn't given credit for it. This is what he wanted to do differently, and he started with his staff.
0: You, you, you have to treat people uh, like people. What's going on in the kitchen, I pretty much tell them, hey, this is your kitchen. I'm just passing through. You got an idea. We look at it. I said, "Don't tell me about it. Cook it." And if I like it, we do it as a special. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the philosophy I have with these guys. And they respect me. I respect them. And that's all you can ask for. And
2: I'm not allowed in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, sure, not in the kitchen. <laughs> Why not?
1: Because I don't know what I'm doing.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Banned from the kitchen. Willie and Cheryl spend most of their time in the front of the restaurant. Apparently it's not just their staff that they want to treat like family, it's their customers too.
2: I think that's the best thing about owning the restaurant. We have met so many wonderful people.
0: I usually go sit with someone, talk to them for a few minutes, you know. But that's what I enjoy about coming to work every morning. Let's, let's see what kind of stories I'm going to get today.
1: For example...
0: Uh, Cal, I don't know Cal's last name, but he's a retired police officer in Kansas City. and. I can remember when he first told me about being from Kansas City, and we knew all the same places, and he told me where he was, uh, what his beat was, and I said, well, we used to live, you know, at you know, on that street, you know, and his beat was my neighborhood when I was a teenager. And he says, well, I don't remember you. I said, well, that's a good thing, right? You know?
1: <laughs> and then there was J.D. Teague. Cheryl calls him a cowboy's cowboy president of the Saddle Club, all-around good hand, and in the truest cowboy tradition, never fenced in. Once he found Willie and Cheryl's place.
0: He just became a fixture here, and every day he'd come in, and of course he'd talk a little bit more each day, a little bit more each day, and uh, we just became good friends. You know, he was living in a trailer out at the uh, Saddle Club, and it was coming up on winter, and he was talking about the trailer, and I was thinking, you know, it's going to be kind of cold in the trailer. We had two rooms that our family stayed in when they came out. I told him, I said, do not you come stay in one of those rooms uh, for the winter?"
1: J.D. came, and the Silver Cliff Mountain Inn became his home for two years.
0: If things got crazy here, he'd step up and start helping out. We'd sit out on the porch in the evening, drink a beer, you know, and just talk about stuff.
1: And then, unexpectedly, the summer of 2016, J.D. passed away.
2: And when his family came, they said, is there anything of J.D.'s that you would like to have? And we said, yes, the hat that he wore every day. And that hat now hangs on the post right over by the register reminds us of him every day and we have a picture of him sitting on the ledge and you know he was just such a fixture here he was here every day and everybody loved JD.
1: But that wasn't exactly the end of JD's story because a few months later
0: we had a a little kitten that uh, showed up on our back porch and uh, there's a little male cat and I posted a a Facebook about if it belonged to someone or whatever, and of course no one has uh come forward, so it's it's my cat now <laughs> and and his name is j d
1: <laughs> welcoming the cowboy and the kitten those weren't the only times Willie and Cheryl were generous with whoever showed up
2: one day when it snowed and it it was really. A big snow, we didn't think anybody would even come in. We lost power. but we thought, well, we'll sit here for a little bit because you see how the power does. And in the meantime, people started coming in and we had probably maybe fifteen, 20 people in here, and no way to fix food. So Willie went back and we made cowboy coffee and he turned on the grill long enough to do scrambled eggs and diced ham and some toast. And we just fed everybody that was in here, didn't charge them anything, and we had the best time.
0: Got to got to know a few people, and uh, it just turned into a, a, a nice day. Even though we didn't make any money, but it was a nice day. So now that's why whenever, you know, somebody comes in here and they don't have the money right now, we just say, hey, well, you know, just, when you, when you get it, just c- come on back, you know. And these guys will come in and they'll say, is it all right if I come back and pay you friday you know oh yeah come on back friday you know and they usually do i told cheryl that i said you know if it was a everyday thing that's one thing but you know there were times when i was hungry when i was a kid you know and uh so i know how it feels when you're you you do not want to take a handout, but you want to you know you want to get something to eat you know So, you know, biscuits and gravy go a long way. (laughs) I I love stuff like that. We've had some tough times, regardless of what what happened. And we've had weeks, when you know, we we weren't sure what we were going to do. But we always managed to, to pull it through, you know.
2: Like I said before, thank you to everyone in the Valley for um, making us a part of this community and allowing us to be successful here because without the people, the local people, we couldn't succeed. The tourists are the icing on the cake.
1: Sarah Miles, who's a cook, a writer, and the founder of a food pantry. She says, there's a hunger beyond food that's expressed in food. And that's why feeding is always a kind of miracle. I don't know, but it it seems like that kind of miracle happens around Willie and Cheryl every day.
0: To to be able to sit down with someone that you, you don't know from Adam, but you can just sit and talk to them about something that you have in common and uh, and, and just sit in and enjoy it, you know. And then you get to, then you take their order and go get their food.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is Wet Mountain Valley Dry Goods. I'm Nicole Parsons. And while it's never been easy to make a living in Silvercliff, I'll bet it's always been home to folks who are mostly busy making a real life here. For Cheryl and Willie, well, that means they're not going anywhere.
0: I keep telling my kids, you know, if they ask me when we're coming home, I say, I'm home. <laughs> so I, I just can't think of any place I'd rather be. I'll be spread over those mountains some someday.
2: Sitting in a dime Thinking about a train. Boxes in her bedroom. Label tape and string.
1: Wet Mountain Valley Dry Goods is written, researched, produced, and narrated by me, Nicole Parsons. The theme song is written by Bruce Roper and performed by Sons of the Never Wrong and used with their permission. Find out more about them and the other music that you heard in this episode on my website, which is wetmountainvalleydrygoods.com. That first part is all of those words all spelled out. And if you have comments, questions, or ideas for future programs, you can send them to me through the website, too. I'd love to hear from you.
0: And I wouldn't make her prettier
2: But it wouldn't make her sad
1: Christmas.